Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today we don't have a guest, but uh, lots of things to talk about uh, after the Super Bowl, uh, baseball, basketball. Uh, it ought to be entertaining. Yeah, and, lots of things going on. I, you know, I feel badly for uh, the Indianapolis Colts in some respects because they went out and hired a new coach, and then Josh McDaniel said, "Nah, on second thought, I'm staying in New England," and so he left uh, left him in a lurch. And three or four assistants that were hired now have to be paid, and they had to move their families. And you know, it's it's created a kind of a weird vibe. But uh, then again, the Colts are not a very good organization right now, and and haven't been for a while. Playoffs. Yeah. You're talking playoffs? Oh, you're talking about uh, Jim Mora <laughs> yeah. with, with New Orleans. That was a few years ago. But, yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're not going – until they get an offensive line to protect Andrew Luck, they're not going to be very good, you know? I mean, that guy's beat up because they didn't draft and they didn't, you know, sign free agents to protect him. you gotta, you got to build from the foundation, which is the offensive line. I don't yeah. understand. Fans don't seem to get that. Oh, let's go after that uh, that high priced uh, linebacker or wide receiver. Yeah. You know the glamour spots, the quarterback. But you got to get you got to get an offensive line. Yeah, it's not a one man shop <laughs> no. or one man team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I wonder. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who would probably be pretty darn good if they had a, a, a fairly oh, yeah. good offensive well, line. You, give a, you put a, a quarterback behind a dog offensive line, and he's going to play like a dog. Look at Jim Plunkett. You know, he yeah. he needed a chance to play. This is years ago, but he needed a chance to play on a good team and. The Raiders gave him that opportunity and became a great quarterback for a few years. Yeah, because he got the crud beat out of him when he was when he was the Boston Patriots. Yeah. Right? I, I remember that. Yeah. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding almost 8%, secured by Bay Area Real Estate. Uh, it doesn't get any more conservative than that. They're only about 56% loan to value. You want to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And our trivia theme, since uh, football's over, is going to be baseball. We'll start Sounds with good. baseball. Yeah, I can't believe baseball spring training. Pretty is soon. Corner, yeah. That's all right. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? 
Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. The ladies of Broadway are coming to Marin Center this March. Prepare to be amazed and inspired as these Broadway powerhouse ladies hit the stage for a dynamic evening highlighting the tales and talents of their stellar Broadway experiences. Seven accomplished women will perform and share not only their own Broadway highlights and stories, but their tributes to women such as Ethel Merman, Bernadette Peters, and Audra McDonald that have inspired them throughout their careers. This performance for all ages is produced by Transcendence Theater Company, the creators of the award-winning Broadway Under the Stars concert series in wine country. Broadway professionals currently scheduled to appear in Ladies of Broadway include women from Broadway shows such as Wicked, Mamma Mia, Hairspray, Legally Blonde, Motown the Musical, and American in Paris, and many more. Performances will be on March 17th and 18th at Marin Veterans Memorial Auditorium. Reserve tickets at www.ladiesofbroadway.com. That's www.ladiesofbroadway.com. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So, Bruce, uh, what do you want to start off with? Uh, since well, I, I was, you know, kind of surprised in the Super Bowl. Um, I wasn't surprised at the quality of play. I was, I was surprised that there were there was only one punt. There was only one mm. turnover. Not too many penalties. Yeah, I mean, pretty well played game. Pretty yeah. exciting game. I mean, there have been some good games, a lot of good games since the turn of the century. That was one of the better ones. It really was. Yeah, and. and you know, give Philadelphia their due. I mean, they were overdue, and it's nice to see them win finally. I, that's a great city for sports fans and yeah. for sports history. I'm happy for them. Yeah, I was really, I was rooting for them. Um, not that I dislike the Patriots, but like you said, you know, it's kind of this this underdog thing. I, yeah. I just thought that Brady had too much of a machine, but boy, their 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 they, their defense just was not stopping. No, neither defense was really that effective. Although the the Eagles did come up in the in the clutch with with the big yeah. strip sack and. Uh, you know the thing about the Eagles is that 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 story with with Carson Wentz going down and Nick Foles taking over really is is remarkable. Yeah. How often has that happened? I can't remember. The only the only one I can remember is way back in nineteen sixty eight or I think it was seventy. Earl Morrill, uh, Earl Morrill yeah. had been having a great year, and Johnny Unitas was sitting on the bench, and Unitas came in and tried to rescue the Colts against the New York Jets in the third Super Bowl, and actually did throw a touchdown, and then. Interestingly enough, two years later, Unitas broke his ribs, and I believe it was Earl Morrill that yeah. came in and, and rallied the Colts to a victory. So, um, 
you know, but we don't see that too often where a quarterback goes down and another guy takes over and takes him to the Super Bowl. Now what's Philadelphia going to do with Nick Foles? Keep him? Keep Carson Wentz? Have him fight it out in, in a training camp for who's going to be the top quarterback? That's a tough call. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Doug Peterson's going to have his hands. Well, that's a pleasant, a pleasant situation to have too much talent, you know? Too, too much talent at one spot. And, and what's the thing about Malcolm Butler? I, you know, I don't understand that one at all. There, there has to be some kind of intrigue going on behind the, the scenes. The, the Patriots are a strange organization. You know, Belichick is very much uh, play his cards tight to the vest, doesn't give you a lot of information. Um, not a real likable guy. Tom Brady, you know, is, is the sort of person that if you cross him, he's going to remember. They're just not a – they're not – the kind of a team, if you're not a Patriots fan, it's very easy to root against them. Not only because they've been good, but because, just because of the intrigue and, you know, deflate gate and the yeah. tuck rule. And, spy gate. <laughs> yeah, spy, all these things, you know. So um, the Josh McDaniels situation, though, I thought the Colts kind of, as I said before, I think they kind of got screwed. But then again, the Colts, um, you know, the Ursay family t- spirited the team away in the middle of the night from Baltimore and took them to Indianapolis. So uh, it's hard to have sympathy for that kind of a organization when they do that sort of thing that was a long time ago but still that uh, that sticks in the craw of longtime uh, Baltimore fans well, what about got... Cleveland you know they well Cleveland did the same thing yeah. Art Modell took the Browns to Baltimore I mean and then Baltimore sitting there all holier than now oh we lost our team oh hey welcome Ravens you know and they've won two championships what has Cleveland won they've won nothing Cleveland has been a disaster since this new team showed up absolute disaster Oh, and sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awful. Um, but I mean, they they were bad. Even well, I guess they got they got good years, but then Elway kept uh, chasing them down in, in the championship. Yeah, games. a couple of times in the finals, they they had the chances to to put it away, and they didn't do it. You know, back in the back in the early eighties or mid eighties, I guess, or late eighties, I guess it was. But uh, yeah, it's fun how it's funny how things run in cycles. But with Cleveland, it just seems to be. You know, bad cycle after bad cycle with their football team. I don't know why. Front office, I guess it's all, that's where it all comes from. If you don't have good people, general manager, good coach, you know, obviously players. Well, we were talking about this just before we got on the air about how it's so important to have a good offensive line. Yeah. You know, you have to obviously have a talented quarterback, but I don't care how talented you are. If if, you, if linebackers and front four are getting in, I mean, there's nothing yeah. you can do. No, I mean, you look at the Raiders, for instance, in the 70s, they had three Hall of Famers. They had Gene Upshaw. Art Shell and Jim Otto. And those guys played together for, I think, 13 or 14 years. The, the 49ers had Randy Cross and Guy McIntyre and Keith Von Horst and Steve Wallace. You know, these guys were all solid players for many, many years. So yeah. you, they, the thing about an, building an offensive line, though, it's, it's not easy because it takes usually two or three years for an off, unless you've got an Orlando Pace or somebody out there who's just you know a natural, just going to step right in. It doesn't matter where he plays. It takes a while for them to mesh. There's there's the uh, the feeling of you know working together, understanding each other's moves, and it's it's all very uh, basic. And if you don't build from that foundation, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, especially it's it's weird. You know, the average fan would would say, well, who cares if you if you're a, a left tackle or a right tackle? Oh, it's a big but, difference. But, yeah, huge difference. Left tackle protects the right-handed quarterback's blind side, yeah. and vice versa. The right, ta- you know, the Raiders always had, even though the left side was with Shell and Upshaw, the right side they had guys like John Vela and George yeah. Beeler and Harry Shue and. You know, um, Bob Brown, they were good players. And that's why Ken Stabler and Daryl LaMonica and later Jim Plunkett were always standing upright because they had that protection. 
You know, it's funny you mentioned Bob Brown. I was just reading in the uh, in uh, Yahoo Sports, uh, like you know, the, the most feared players, right? Oh, and they, he, and they was, talked, he was. He was. Well, but dude. they talked about Deacon Jones. Yeah, and you know, Deacon had the famous head slap type thing. Yeah. And so they said Bob Brown one time uh, he took the uh, screws out of his helmet and put longer screws in and filed them. <laughs> Sounds and, like Bob Brown. <laughs> he was a mean dude. Played with Philly. Played with uh, the Rams, and then played with the Raiders late in his career, but. Uh, yeah, guys like you know, that was a long time ago, but man, yeah. he was he was a piece of work. If you're mean, you always have to at some at some point you always have to play for the Raiders. I remember going point. up and interviewing him in the locker room. I was just a kid and you talk about an intimidating force of nature. I mean, just standing up next to the guy. You, you just felt like you were standing next to a beast. But very easy going, had a deep voice, kind of looked down at you, sized you up and and after a minute or so you felt comfortable with him. But man, how, how tall was he? He's about six five, six six, but okay. just a big dude, just a big dude, kind of like Gronkowski. Gronkowski, I guess, is about six eight. There's a nasty dude, man. Yeah. Did you see his home got ransacked while he was at the Super Bowl? Not only did they lose the Super Bowl, but his home got burglarized. So he calls up. Uh, I guess there was a nine one one call that went viral. Hey, this is Rob Gronkowski. I just got back from the Super Bowl. My house got burglarized. You know, poor guy <laughs> loses uh. the Super Bowl and his home gets ransacked. Just not his day. I guess the uh, uh, burglars realized, hmm, he's probably at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. that's nasty. nasty. I hate that kind of stuff. I know. They take, advantage, they take advantage of people. I heard about this story one time. This this lady was. Uh, it's not a sports story, but it's along the same lines. This lady's in um, like you know Nordstrom's or something, right? And um, she accidentally leaves her wallet. Uh, mm. she, she comes home. She didn't even really re- realize that she just forgot about it. She gets a phone call saying, "Hi, this is uh, Joanne from Nordstrom's, and uh, we we have your wallet." She goes, "Really?" What? And then she checks. She realizes, "Oh my god, I don't have my wallet." Mm. And, uh, and oh, thank you so much. She goes, "Well, you know, you were at the perfume counter, and uh, and it'll be there when you get back when you come." And she goes, "Oh, thank you so much." So she goes right, and and the person, "Hi, I'm here to see Joanne." And go, there is no Joanne. She goes, "Well, oh. at the perfume counter, blah blah blah," and <laughs> and uh, she goes, "Well, I don't understand." So she she doesn't understand what's going on there's no there's no wallet yeah she goes home and her home was burglarized by the person who ah, called to make to say that we have your wallet yeah some slick dude can you believe there, that that's just Jeez. that's a, that, that that's just that's just that's just wrong yeah well yeah there are a lot of things wrong in the world today thank god we have sports to kind of keep us out of yeah. trouble huh? and don't don't parents teach their kids the difference between right and wrong yeah <laughs> Sometimes you just supposedly. Kind of I don't know. Okay, so now, so this uh, this week's uh, theme. So since I figured, okay, uh, we finished football, and we're gonna uh, get into baseball season. So we, of course, what do we have to talk about? The old, NBA, old baseball, old. Baseball. I mean, for, for the for our trivia questions. Oh yeah, okay. I love old baseball. <laughs> I mean, when we come back from the break, we'll we'll talk some NBA and uh, uh, kind of interesting because Isaiah Thomas uh, quickly gets traded to the Lakers after what? How many? Games? Did that happen today? Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't even hear about that. Just wow. right well, about you know, it. there was talk that Cleveland was going to shake things up. <laughs> they went a thriller the other night with uh, LeBron hitting that shot with no time left. Yeah, but other than that, though, they were up like twenty-one points and they yeah. lost by twenty. It's like, it just, yeah, that's it, not so good. Something wrong there. Something's not right. All right, so uh, I, I think you'll know at least some of these. I only have three questions, oh, okay. and one of them is well, two of them are kind of hard, but one yeah, I think you'll know. Okay. All right, and I think you'll know this first one. Okay. What was the name of the first organized baseball team? 
Ah, there you go. Okay. okay. That's kind of a fun one. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see if you can get it exactly correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. And for the audience out there, you can email edward at sportsecon101.com. We'll see if you know the answer to this question. What was the name of the first organized baseball team? We're talking professional baseball. Gotcha. And I'll tell you, it's before the year 1900. <laughs> yeah. To give you a little good, bit of a good hint. Good deal of time before the year 1900. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's our trivia question. Uh, again, uh, one more time. What was the name of the first organized baseball team? All right. Professional. Professional, yeah. Right. It was in the 1800s. Email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to that question. And don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Build or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Now, since the weather is so nice here, uh, you know, we've got to talk about baseball. Yeah, yeah we do. We do. But you have a question, though. Yeah, I we do have, have a yeah. question. Okay, what was the name of the first organized baseball team? That was the Cincinnati Red Stockings, 1869, and they won every game they played. Now, that actually, game. okay, that that I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. and that's what I would first have said. First pro team. Yeah, but it says what was the first organized baseball yeah, team? As far as I know, I mean, if you're if you're going to say organized, uh, I I don't know. Maybe there were teams before that, but the first professional team, first team that was paid was, the was paid. Okay, okay. Um, well, we'll give you half credit because okay. that part's correct. Uh, okay, 1846, the Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker, oh, Knickerbocker. Baseball Club okay. of New York. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, those guys right. played for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Well, they always yeah. play for fun. You but know. I guess they, they figured it, it was organized. Sure. It's so funny. You know, thinking about this, the weather here right now is, what, about 70 degrees, very little clouds. You know? Not good for the – I'm telling you, we're having a drought again out here on the West Coast, though. That's not good. We were full last year with rains, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long does it take to, to have that evaporation? It's going to take a while. Take I think we're in, a, you know, we're in a climate change, and it's whether people want to admit it or not, it's here to stay. Yeah. I guess it's just, it'll all depend on whether we get some more rain. Yeah. But the rest of the country, though, is uh, going through some pretty nasty weather. Yeah. I would not want to live in the Midwest or the East. No, thank you. Yeah, what they have some some ridiculous amount of snow. Yeah, and snow and then the storms, and it's just been crazy. The last four or five years has been nuts. All righty. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to uh, basketball. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, um, Isaiah Thomas just got just traded, just, just traded just, to the Lakers. That. Yeah, that, well, that's not a surprise. It was just kind of a weird fit. There's a lot of problems with Cleveland. That are, we don't really know the specifics, but LeBron James is a, is a powerful force of nature. And that's really LeBron's team. Tyron Lue is a good guy, but he really sort of defers to LeBron. Sure. There's a lot of acrimony in that in that uh, locker room. Is Those there too guys. much selfishness? You know, not I, enough I team I think guys play? just don't seem to understand, you know, what their roles are. I think one of the problems is when you have a player as dominant as LeBron James, everybody defers to him naturally. Hmm. And there's kind of a – it's as good as he is, and it's great to have him on your team because he's a, a draw and he – he brings everybody's level of play up. But at the same time, you know, the one-on-one kind of stuff. Actually, he's a really good passer. Yeah. But the one-on-one kind of stuff sort of detracts from from the team spirit. And if you look at a team like the Warriors, for instance, they share the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LeBron, as I said, is a good passer. But they just, for whatever reason, there's been some problems there behind the scenes. A lot of egos. and you Is, know, he, is he a prima donna, you think? I don't think so much that. I think it's, you know, he, he ought to be the coach. He's, a, he's, he's like Bill Russell. He really mm. should be the coach. I mean, you watch their timeouts, and it's always LeBron talking and Tyron Luke kind of you know, suggesting. 
And Tyron Lue's a good guy, and I think LeBron gets along with him, but he always defers to LeBron. LeBron's, you know, he's like a player coach. He's like Bill Russell back in the day. Bill Russell, the last couple of years, was a player coach and a very good one. I mean, I wonder who LeBron would kind of back off and, and let coach. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I don't so think So it doesn't anybody. matter who the coach would be. No, I mean, because I mean, Tyron Le- doesn't seem like an, intimi- you know, an, no. an intimidating type no, person. No, he's not. You know, the thing about LeBron is LeBron is as good a player as there's ever been in the game. Yeah. You know, what are you going to tell him? The guy knows the game inside out. The problem is that everything revolves around him. And, I mean, they have some good players, you know. Tristan Thompson is having kind of a, a weird year. Kevin Love. Now, now they trade away Isaiah Thomas. Uh, you know, Crowder. Yeah. Pretty good player. J.R. Uh, Smith. Yeah, you know, Fry off the bench does a nice job, mm-hmm. Kelvin Corver, But they're just – there's something missing there. I don't know what it is. I'm not around that team enough, but I hear a lot of the scuttlebutt that a lot of our fans, I'm sure, listeners uh, hear. And I would be surprised if they make it any further than the second round of the playoffs. I really would. Well, you know, they're not going to go to the finals this year. I just don't see it. Toronto or Boston's going to be there for the East. And Toronto, speaking of Toronto, man, are they playing well at home. I think their record is something like 22-3. and three. At home, they beat Boston the other night by 20 points. I love uh, Kyle Korver and DeMar DeRozan. That's a good team. Yeah. They're they're quietly, you know, their record uh, as we speak, 37-16, and one game worse than Boston. I mean, those are two good teams. Warriors better watch out. If the Warriors make the finals, you know, Houston's playing some great basketball right now. James Harden is teaming up with with Chris Chris Paul, Paul, and that that tandem is working pretty well. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because there was – kind of uh, this fear that you know I mean it's Harden's team but then Paul comes in and he kind of seems to you know quarterback things so how are they going to work together yeah, it's worked out well I mean the other night they scored 61 points combined uh, they've won something like 10 out of the last 11 as we speak they've won six or eight in a row something like that um, you know they, that that's a team that the Warriors are going to have to yeah. to really watch uh, the Warriors are as we speak are having problems they've hit a wall and they're sort of in the mid season doldrums and I think the all-star break can't come fast enough for them they they're playing sloppy defense they're making bad passes they're, yeah. they're showing impatience and uh, they just seem like they're gassed yeah. and this happens to even the best teams I, I wouldn't worry too much about them but uh, they're not a good team right now and if uh, if they don't watch out you know they could lose a few more so yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, I was watching a few of these games, and and just like what, they have like twenty seven turnovers yeah, or something well, ridiculous. You know, you play, the thing is, it's a long season, eighty two red games, regular season. Then you figure last year they played what seventeen, eighteen in the postseason, and they're playing in, four of their stars are playing in the All Star game. They have preseason games. These guys play in the off season. I I think NBA players should stop playing in the off season. That's just stupid. You know, you you only have so much mileage on your on your legs, and they're going to wear out. And to think that you can – I mean, Kobe Bryant amazes me how long he – what did he play with until he's 41? Yeah. Like but he was just a – he was a freak of nature. Yeah. I mean, most guys just don't last that long. Steph Curry's had a lot of ankle problems. He's only 28 years old. I wonder how long he's going to last. You know, I really yeah. do. How old's LeBron now? LeBron's 33. Yeah. It's hard to believe he's only 33. Yeah. Know, he's he still been, got several good years left. Yeah. Cause Maybe playing, four or five. Playing for 15 years. 15 right? years, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a man well, child. When you start off at 18 – you I mean, at, but yeah, you look at him. He's, he's he was always yeah, big. <laughs> yeah, he was always a big guy. He was always a freak of nature. Uh, you know, there are certain people that are just meant to do certain things. LeBron James was meant to be a basketball player, you know, and and he found his niche. I mean, he's perfect for the game. There isn't any better player in the game than LeBron James. I mean, you can look at some of the great players of the past, and he's right up there. Oh yeah, right up for there sure. With Michael Jordan and Kobe and yep. you know Dr. J and Rick Barry and uh, Bill Russell and Jerry West and all those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. 
He's yeah, because I mean, he, it's funny. Uh, how tall is he? What, six, six nine? eight? Six eight? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can't can't quite be a center, but uh, I mean, he can fill in. He can play he can, every position, and I mean, he he runs the he can run the break. He can he can run the offense. He can pass. He can shoot. He can rebound. I mean, he the other night he he made a play on Jimmy Butler of uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. the, the tie game in the late part of the overtime. Butler comes in and gets. Just a little bit of an opening, and out of nowhere, LeBron just comes out of nowhere under the basket and swats the ball away. And at the other end of the floor, they call a timeout. He gets the ball, step back, fall away, twenty footer, perfect from near the top of the key. That, that that was a that was a classic LeBron James moment. Really was fun to watch him play. Give him his due, and a good guy too. He's not a bad guy. You yeah. never hear anything bad about LeBron James. That's no, true. He's a family guy. He's very loyal to his wife and kids. You never hear. Anybody say a bad word about him as far as things off the court? So he's a credit to the game. Give him his due. Yeah, I, think, I wish a lot of these other guys would uh, take that hint because, you know, it, it's same thing. I think of a guy like Cal Ripken for baseball. You never heard anything bad about him. Well, and, you know, I mean, we forget these are just people that are flawed. You know, we all have our flaws, and I think when you're in the public eye, uh, there's there's more scrutiny and. You know, uh, just because you play a sport or do something that's in the public eye doesn't mean that necessarily you're a good person or that you have the best judgment. No, but they got someone's got to mentor these people, be it yeah, a coach or other players, but... and and to, to tell them say, you know, you got to step back for a minute and think about five, ten, fifteen years from now. It's like you know, do you want to walk around and and I mean, if you want to walk around and and have people hate you, be, and and that's your that's your thing. Okay, well then you've you've made a decision on that. But most people would rather not be looked at that way. I don't think most people want, I don't think anybody wants to be hated, but some people just, you know, you look at some of the, some of the background that, you know, some of the, the history that people go through when they're kids and families. I mean, I, yeah. I won't mention names, but I remember talking with uh, a prominent Giants uh, player and he told me that he grew up with another guy who played with the Giants and that guy's dad, he said, whenever that guy's dad showed up, and this guy was the nicest guy in the world. He got along with everybody. He said he ran the other, literally ran the other way. His dad was that intimidating and nasty a character. So you know, you grow up with a father like that, and unfortunately, you're going to inherit some of uh, the sins of the father. I guess I don't know. Hmm. It's just human nature. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, and athletes are. We hold them up to a high standard. We really, really shouldn't do that. No, they just play games. They just play games. Yeah, they're they're paid talented entertainers. at what they do. At the, what they do. Yeah, they're paid entertainers. You know, they're yeah. good. They're good uh, role models sometimes, but sometimes they're not good role models. I mean, so. it's funny because people do that with all kinds of professions. You know, you you meet a famous uh, uh, attorney, let's yeah. say, you know, and you, ooh, that guy's handled all these cases. But again, he's just okay. He's smart. Yeah. You know, but he's just a person. That's a, that's why I don't get intimidated by any of these people. Anyway. Well, you know, like maybe when I was younger, kind of did. But I, I got intimidated by Howard Cosell once when I had to interview him. <laughs> but it was funny. I had a great, I got a great story about Howard Cosell. So Howard Cosell, those that are, remember Howard Cosell, he was the ABC Monday Night commentator on on Monday Night Television for about fifteen years, and he used to do this series of commentaries on the network. Once a day, you know, Howard Cosell, speaking of sports. So he goes into his, you know, that's a taped two-minute piece, and they sabotaged him. The, the engineer decided to just for fun because they wanted to get a fun outtake. Yeah. So he's, ah, baseball being light years ahead on the drug issue costs the R a plethora. Oh, what are you doing to me? Oh, would somebody please come on the air and tell me what's going on? I was talking about a sensitive subject. And I just got interrupted by a pencil commercial. 
Is there anybody out there who can talk to me? Answer me before I call the president of the radio network. I don't have these problems in television. <laughs> that would go sell. That's great. I mean, yeah. he, it's it's so funny because it's like he knows what he's doing. He knew oh, what he, he was doing. What he he was wasn't doing. like surprised by you know. I, I mean, he's surprised by the commercial, or whatever. But he, yeah. just, he handles it like boom. I'm oh, on the air. Oh, he was a showman. Yeah, he yeah, always had that showman, prop exactly. cigar and the yellow canary jacket. Yeah. I remember one time he's getting into the. Into Wait, the don't video. save that. Yeah, yeah. Save okay, that for us. Sure, okay. sure, sure, we we want to know another story. Okay. The first baseball fine ever levied in organized baseball was for how much? Oh, my goodness. That's kind of a hard one. All right, don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. The new year is here, and it's time to honor those resolutions to look your best. Dr. Edward Domanskis brings decades of experience as a plastic surgeon to help you where you need it most. Abdominal etching, gynecomastia, calf implants, facial surgery, hair restoration, and more. You can see the incredible results at lookbestforless.com. Serving clients in California, Florida, Europe, and the Caribbean, Dr. Domanskis has appeared on Good Morning America and worked with multiple Olympic teams and the U.S. Army, and he can help you. Go to lookbestforless.com. That's lookbestforless.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. The ladies of Broadway are coming to Marin Center this March. Prepare to be amazed and inspired as these Broadway powerhouse ladies hit the stage for a dynamic evening highlighting the tales and talents of their stellar Broadway experiences. Seven accomplished women will perform and share not only their own Broadway highlights and stories, but their tributes to women such as Ethel Merman, Bernadette Peters, and Audra McDonald that have inspired them throughout their careers. This performance for all ages is produced by Transcendence Theater Company, the creators of the award-winning Broadway Under the Stars concert series in wine country. Broadway professionals currently scheduled to appear in Ladies of Broadway include women from Broadway shows such as Wicked, Mamma Mia, Hairspray, Legally Blonde, Motown the Musical, and American in Paris, and many more. Performances will be on March 17th and 18th at Marin Veterans Memorial Auditorium. Reserve tickets at www.ladiesofbroadway.com. That's www.ladiesofbroadway.com. Anchor.fm is a great new platform that has some of the coolest audio on the planet. You'll find Rick Tittle's Comedy Spotlight and his interviews with all of today's biggest comedians, plus the best in politics, music, and more. Anchor has it all. And if you want to get in on the action, you can start your own station and be the DJ you've always dreamed of. If you're looking to launch a podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to begin. And with so many ways to interact with your listeners, you'll be destined for greatness. So check out the Comedy Spotlight and more at Anchor.fm. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question. The first baseball fine ever levied in organized baseball was for how much? Probably $5 for spitting tobacco juice on the owner's shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was for using profanity. Ah, and uh, my goodness, using profanity during a baseball game—I <laughs> yeah. can't well, imagine it, that. Remember, happening. it was a gentleman's game back then, right? Yeah, right. You ready? It was not a gentleman's game back then. If anything, it was the opposite. No, no. But I guess what I'm getting at is when it was first, really, really first organized. It was like only the, the oh, you're the, talking the about when the people. college players, yeah, played. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it got changed. really, that yeah, then it turned into a pool yeah. hall. Yeah, um, six cents. Six cents? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. What year was it? Uh, you know, gosh darn it, I don't have it here. It's probably in the in the late 1840s. What was 1850s. the infraction for? For profanity. Oh, profanity. Yeah. Okay. He said, "Shoot." Oh okay. shoot! Oh shoot! Okay, yeah. so you have another. Well, Howard yeah, Cosell you know, I'm covering a Raiders Monday night game. This is back in about 1978, and um, the game is over, and it's not quite over, but it's you know pretty much all but over. And Howard Cosell gets onto the elevator quickly before you know the game is over. Because he has to get out of town. He's got his wife with him. His wife, Emmy, was always with him. I, I always was struck by how loyal he was to his wife. And she was a sweetheart. Little gal, always by his side. So he gets on the um, elevator, the press elevator, small elevator, with with a couple of you know burly-looking guys. It must have been his bodyguards. I don't know who they were. Maybe <laughs> ABC officials. And a couple of the, the guards in the press box are holding all the riders away. The riders wanted to get downstairs so they could wait outside the locker room so they'd be the first in there to get all the pearls of wisdom from, from John Madden or whoever else was going to be available to talk. And they're yelling, you know, hey, Cosell, I, I, you don't need this elevator to yourself. Come on, you know. <laughs> and he looks at them and he says, do you have to catch the red eye back to New York? No, we got deadlines to meet. I'm sorry, but I've got to catch the red eye. I sincerely regret that you're going to miss your deadline. <laughs> Big smile on his face as the door is shut. That was Howard. Well, Howard. and he was an attorney. Yeah, no, he was. He, yeah. he got into sports kind of accidentally. And, um, you know, he, he carried initially, he carried around this big old clunky reel-to-reel tape recorder. And he was very, very um, aggressive about interviewing athletes. And athletes were always taken aback by him because he had this nasally New yeah. York you know, yeah, accent yeah. and, and uh, you know, the big nose, and he was kind of a, a big sort of a, you know, larger-than-life character. But, you know, give Howard Cosell his due. You know, he, he kind of spawned a whole legion of uh, Cosell-like uh, followers, and, yeah. and now ESPN has a bunch of guys on there that are always trying to, to be individuals and entertainers and crazy. And, and sometimes they're pretty funny. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, it depends. Okay. Uh, the guys yeah. I respect are the play-by-play guys, the Dick Enbergs and the Keith Jacksons, who, by the way, both of those guys passed away within a week. That was kind of sad. Oh, that's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. That's well, they right. both lived long lives. I think Enberg was 86 and Keith Jackson might have been 88. Boy, you talk yeah. about two of the best, though. Uh, Keith Jackson with his... Uh, Wild oh, daddy! <laughs> oh, fumble! Well, he, wasn't he also you know, wild, wide world of sports? And well, no, that was uh, Jim McKay. Oh, yeah. Jim McKay right. was another good one. And then, of course, Dick Enberg. Oh, my! What a marvelous play! <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Dick Enberg sort of had his um, big break uh, in Los Angeles. You know, he was doing the Angels, and he did. U- he had, his big break was actually doing UCLA basketball right at the start of the great run of John Wooden. And he was there throughout that great run in the 1970s. And I remember my big thrill in college was we played them. I was going to the University of Denver, and we had a campus radio station. They sent us on the road to do the game. And so we're sitting 
literally 10 feet away from Dick Enberg who was doing the game on local radio or television. I can't remember which. And I'm just, I'm a 19-year-old kid, starstruck. And here's Dick Enberg. And here's Bill Walton and Keith Wilkes and, you know, yeah. Larry Hollifield and Henry Bibby coming out. And our poor guys come out on the court and they're just like, you know, all looking. <laughs> well, Lou Alcindor played. At, that was before, though. This, before. Is, this okay. is, you know, this That's is like in the early 70s. South oh, yeah. Cinder was yeah, more in the late 60s. 1969. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But John Wooden was, a, you know, he was a larger-than-life character. and Good guy. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Got to interview him a couple times in later years. And, you know, just very, almost a... Almost had a, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? A spiritual quality. It's almost yeah. like you know, like a he was Dalai a father, Lama. and he was a father figure. Very right much then. so. Yeah. Very much so. Never raised his voice. You know, yeah. he'd always kind of raise his hand like that, and people would <laughs> stop whatever they were doing. You know, the oracle is about to speak. You know, <laughs> no, he was great. Yeah. Eleven titles in thirteen years, something like that. That's amazing. Uh, my question is, what happened in those two years? Yeah, they get? got upset. I think North Carolina State beat him one year. And I remember there was a game, I think Notre Dame, with Adrian Dantley upset him oh, yeah. in the regular season, ending a, a long winning streak of something like 88 games. It was crazy. And Bill Walton was on that team. Bill Walton to this day doesn't like to talk about that. Don't ask him about Adrian Dantley and Notre <laughs> Dame that day. They just do not like to talk about that game. Really? Yeah, just because- genial guy. Well, yeah, it just sticks in his craw. You know, like, there like they should have won. Type. Oh, bad yeah, calls. There were stuff, bad yeah. calls, close game, missed opportunities. You know, you, you look for the perfect season and it didn't happen because of one series of circumstances. So, uh, c'est la vie. Yeah, it's funny. Speaking of bad calls, uh, watching the uh, Warriors a couple of uh, days ago, uh, the like <laughs> on uh, Russell Westbrook, he's like, Five feet away from Durant, oh, I he know. trips I on that. his own feet, I and the ref that. is right there. And she says, "Foul!" Yeah, I know. Some of these guys are very good at doing that. They they know how to draw. I mean, Kobe was good at doing that. Yeah. Um, they know how to draw contact, or it's seeming. James Harden is is a master yeah, at yeah. that. You know, falling away and look. Oh, I got hit. I got knocked down. You know, in fairness to the refs, and I know the refs have have been kind of rough uh, and inconsistent. I remember years ago when I was in college, I refed some uh, league, roughly rec mm. league games in college. And after two games, I said, that's enough. I mean, the now, how, is, how many refs were there? There were two other, where there was one other ref. The, the problem okay. is there's so much different. going on yeah. in a small, confined space, and it's happening so quickly. It's true. It's hard that, to keep no, track of No, that is true. I, I guess what I was getting on on this yeah. one specifically was she was right there, oh, yeah. in, right in front of it. And yeah, I mean, I understand replay, you know, we have we have benefit, but it was like, I mean, he was like five feet away. I know. That, 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 that? That's, it's like, what are you thinking How on that, that We used to have an announcer named Bill King who did the ra- uh, Warriors yeah. games for 21 years, and King used to just rage at the officials. You yeah. know, this man is a disgrace to the game. I remember. Didn't he get fined for? He did. Yeah. He got fined one time. He he went on the air, and he thought his mic was turned off, yeah. and he, he jumped up and screamed a profanity at, Ru- at Mandy Rudolph. <laughs> the great God, Mandy. There was a game in New York once where they opened up the doors at Madison Square Garden after the game. The Warriors got beaten by three points, and King was just raging after the game. They have opened up the doors and the gates here at Madison Square Garden to release the foul, noxious odor left by these officials. (laughs) (laughs) The epitome of absurdity. I don't think you're even allowed to do stuff like that anymore. Jerry Lober is a paragon of ineptitude. I remember that. That was a classic. Uh, You know, they're tough, tough job. Uh, that that job is not an easy job. It, was know. there only the one ref who got in big trouble for fixing games? Or oh, you're talking about Tim Donahue. Donahue, yeah. 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 I, I, think I think he was, he was betting one, on right? games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was nasty. Well, you know, I, they 
bring in a third ref and it does it get any better? No, it's just a very tough sport to officiate. There's too much happening. There's too many guys in a small space, and it's happening too quickly. Hockey, you know, there's a little more open space. Football, yeah. you can you know patrol certain areas of the field. Baseball, I think the umpires do a, as good a job as any sport. They do. It's amazing when yeah. you show replays and like even on TV when we first see it, we say, "What what kind of call was that?" And then yeah. you look and you go, "Wow." The umpire yeah. was right. <laughs> yeah, for every Don Denkinger call in the 1985 yeah. World Series that cost the Cardinals. Or, or the, Eric Gregg. <laughs> yeah, or Eric Gregg. Oh, oh, Eric Gregg, nicest guy, but horrible, uh, terrible, terrible umpire. umpire yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, but for every one of those guys, yeah. there's every, you know, there's a Doug Harvey or there's, you know, some of these other guys that uh, just, you know, did their job and did it well and kept their mouth shut and didn't make a big stink on the field. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, their job to yeah, do that. That's, uh, yeah, when you get to take. Uh, um, Focus away from them. That's what they're supposed to yeah. do. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're that's not, not supposed to be them. the show. They yeah. are not supposed to be the show. I remember uh, Ron Luciano was probably the most colorful umpire, and Ron was a wonderful guy to to talk with. But he really got a little too animated on the field. You know, he, was he, he the one who would uh, put his right foot out and and yeah, and, or he he the guy point. was when a guy was out at first, he'd go bang bang bang. You know, make a oh really the, oh, with a pistol kind of motion with his <laughs> finger. I mean, he was flamboyant, a, a character, you know, a good guy, not a bad umpire, but he just got a little too. I remember he and Tommy Lasorda during the World Series. There's a famous uh, video or film of the two of them talking. Tommy Lasorda was coaching at the time at third base for Walt Alston, and uh, and Ron Luciano says, "What do you think of the designated hitter?" I don't like it," says Lasorda. What, what, what do you mean? It's good for baseball? Nah, it's bad for baseball. Bad all around, and they just go on and on and on, and it was pretty funny. And the game is going on. This is the fifth game of the World Series, and they're having this discussion about the designated hitter. <laughs> Must have been doing a pretty timeout funny. for something. Well, know? no, and, and Luciano was, was just really baiting Tommy oh. Lasorda, which wasn't difficult to do. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy would take the bait, and well, he'd go well, with it. cannon. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you some stories about him after games. My God. <laughs> okay, before you do yeah, that, yeah. I, I did want to talk about one, one quick yeah, uh, yeah. thing, because we were mentioning LeBron. Sure. So what's happening to all of LeBron's all-star players? Okay, Kevin Love is out. DeMarcus Cousins is out. Christoph, Christoph Porsings is out. Porsing and John is, Wall. Yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, John Wall is, is it, hurt. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, all of his players, they're talking about the curse of LeBron. I don't know, team. yeah, LeBron. I mean, Kevin Durant ought to be, you know, keeping his eye open right now because he was picked by LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I kind of like the, how they're doing it this year. It's, I mean, yeah, it's different. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a fan something. event, you know. <laughs> All-Star games are strictly for fun. They're exhibitions. They're, you know, it's been a long time since anybody took them seriously. You know, I think this one, the players are going to play a little harder just because it's like you got picked. Yeah. By, yeah, by, by LeBron or by Steph. You I don't know think I mean? anybody's going to play tough defense. It certainly no, doesn't not, I mean, no one wants to get hurt and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but I, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, it's like when you used to play school in the schoolyard. Yeah. You know, you, you tried. You, oh, right? sure, sure. And, um, and for so many years, it just it was kind of ridiculous because it was just like, okay, uh, you got – you were on the East team, so you played for the East. It wasn't a big deal. But this is almost like back to the old schoolyard thing. Hey, I picked you, I picked you, I picked you. And uh, I think there's a little bit of extra pride in that. No, there used to be a lot more pride up until probably the 1980s when the thing just got overblown and, and overexposed and players just looked at it as an opportunity to to cozy up to more sponsors and make more endorsements uh, and sign more autographs. I, I just think, you know, sure. again, I'm sounding like an old fuddy-duddy here, but I think in the old days the players – had a little more pride because they weren't making as much money. They weren't getting as much attention. So it was a big deal to be an all-star. Now it's like, eh, you know, just one more little notch on the belt. Yeah. So that's just, just my opinion. More, I've, more I've been to a bunch of all-star games, <laughs> NBA, Major League Baseball, 
hockey, and you know they're just not very good. I don't remember, yeah. to be honest with you, I remember very little about any of the All Star games I went to, other than just talking to the guys. Because oh, uh, okay. the games themselves were just, you know. Well, you got the famous uh, Rose into Ray Fossey. One yeah, no, that, that see, that was kind of, and that wasn't really necessary. Yeah. But then again, if you're going to step out in front of the plate and try to block oh, He was the always going to play hard. Rose, yeah, Rose yeah. Always, always played hard. The yeah. reason they called him Charlie Hustle for a reason. Ray Fossey, who, who has broadcast for the A's for a number of years, still, that's a, that's a sore spot sure. with him, though. Well, it, it really it, is. It, I don't want to say it put him out of baseball because he did come back, but he was never the same. No, he was never the same. He had some good years, but never, you know, he was in his early years then. He was an all-star, and he was on his way to being one of the great ones. Never did, you know, he still has pain in his shoulder. That was a painful hmm. collision. So, How old was he when that happened? Uh, about 24. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, just a young guy. See, nowadays they don't, you know, stand in front of the plate. They got the, you know, the swiping. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess when Buster, Buster Posey, Posey got yeah. clobbered by Scott Cousins and... You know, but again, I mean, if you're going to put yourself in harm's way, a, a, a base runner has a right to, to to knock a guy over. I don't know why they – I don't understand why they changed that rule. I think it was because Posey's injury was so horrific and yeah. it was so graphic and it was such a prominent player that if it had been just anybody else, it probably wouldn't have been an issue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah. Tell you what, let's go to our uh, last uh, trivia yeah. question, all right? Talking old baseball here. The batting – Triple Crown Award was not an official award, but a great feat that was accomplished. Who was the, you know, we're talking a long time right. ago. Who was the first batting Triple Crown winner in professional baseball? Mm. Okay. Um, now, I'll tell you, uh, later on, the the first one for the American League was Nap LaJoy right. in 1901. So you have to go back before that. Napoleon Lajoie, actually. Napoleon Lajoie. Yeah, that's a great name, huh? All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm you know what my friend. boss used to say when, he's, when you'd say welcome back? Welcome well, back. We, we never go anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> you know? Well, well, maybe I went to the bathroom. Yeah. I didn't, but maybe I did. Yeah. No, okay. he, he used to drive him crazy. <laughs> that was one of his little pet peeves. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Stop yeah, saying we'll but, be right back after this. We're not going anywhere. Or how when about, we continue with our continue. entertaining program. I know. I keep forgetting to say yeah, that. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, last time for today, I'm, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Last trivia question. The batting Triple Crown Award is was not an official award, but a great feat that was accomplished. Who was the first batting Triple Crown winner in professional baseball? Prior to 1900, was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Probably somebody like... Um, I don't know, Hannes Wagner? No, you have to go even a little before him. Oh. We're talking Cap eight, Anson? Uh, right around that time, but not him. Hmm. 1878 Providence Grays. Okay. A guy named Paul Hines? Never heard of him. That's I, no I, excuse. I know, I, well, there's no disrespect to Paul Hines <laughs> yeah. or his relatives, but I've never heard of Paul Hines. That's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Triple How many home runs? I think it was like five yeah. or something. The dead two, ball yeah. era, huh? Yeah. yeah, the dead ball era was, well, that was like 1900 to 1920. 20, and then Babe yeah. Ruth came along and they tightened up the seams and they made it a, a lively rabbit ball. It, it brought back interest to the game. Yeah. But it's funny because it's like each team has the same, um, you know, they're playing with the same ball. Yeah, yeah. So they should, I mean, yeah, you know, not as many home runs, but, you know, people say, well, the, you know, the, the, the team, you know, should have won more, but it was like, wait, each team is playing with the same ball. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I get, we have to cut out for yes, today. So, cut out. All right, here Time we go. Cut out. Thoughts for the day. One of the hardest decisions you'll ever face in life is choosing whether to walk away or try harder. Mm. And every day is a second chance. Mm. Second chance to catch a wave. I'm going to go out and catch <laughs> some right now. <laughs> Is that right? Surfing okay. is good right now. No, yes. if you think about that yeah. every day, right? It's like a brand new morning. It's a brand new morning. You got, you got a second chance. That's second chance. Okay. Tune in next week mm-hmm. to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics probably from a business perspective. We try to do that here and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Have a good day, America. Oh, so long. <laughs> 